It takes a dedicated amount of time and energy to build a good, strong, lasting business relationship today. They are such an integral and necessary part of success, but people don't seem to want to put in the work. As a matter of fact, building strong business relationships is one of the greatest opportunities in my own business. That's why we're going to revisit the episode on how to build extraordinary business relationships. Welcome to another episode of the Maximize Your Brand podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another brand new episode of the Maximize Your Brand podcast. So excited that you are with me today for this week's episode as we are going to be talking about how to build extraordinary business relationships. Building relationships are so important to business. It has been one of the greatest opportunities for me in my own business. Now, I know many of you may think that I'm an extroverted individual who enjoys meeting new people and a socialite, this, that, and the above. And actually, I consider myself more of an ambivert, meaning that I have the qualities of both, but my typical preference is an introverted personality where I don't necessarily like big crowds and I'm not necessarily a big networking fan, but I do know that I need to do that in order to really build my business reputation and to build relationships. And so this interview was one that was so important to talk to someone who has an expertise in building business relationships because I really needed some advice at the time time of this interview. And so I hope that you are able to gain some information and some nuggets from this particular interview as it pertains to building those extraordinary business relationships, relationships that are going to help you to move to your next level, relationships that will connect you to individuals who may need your services, your products, or who have a desire to do some type of affiliate relationship with you. You never know who is in the room. You never know who can help you move to your next level. So this interview and this episode is going to be one that you definitely want to sit back and have some pen and paper and write down the notes because my guest, Jason Troy, is one who can really provide some great advice all around building extraordinary business relationships. But before we get started, I want to let you know that I have some coaching slots open and I have been doing laser coaching with clients over the last couple of months. And last month, I ran a special offer for this unlimited laser coaching offer during my birthday month. And I'm going to extend that offer in June as well. And here's what you get. The offer is all about unlimited laser coaching for your business or business idea. We will meet by phone for 15 minutes, 30 minutes on your first call to confirm what your business goals are, to identify the steps that will 
help you get where you're trying to go. And then also we'll be providing you homework in between those laser coaching sessions. Here are the rules. You schedule as many 15-minute laser coaching sessions as you would like over the next three months. And each time that you have a session, you'll do your homework. And before you can schedule your next session, you will need to make sure that that homework is complete so that we can make things happen and implement the things that we talked on the session. You can schedule as many as you would like as long as you do the homework from each session. So if you're interested in the laser coaching, all you have to do is go to www.markeithbrayton.com forward slash laser coaching. That's www.markeithbrayton.com forward slash laser coaching and pick whichever package you prefer. I look forward to you joining me in my laser coaching sessions. Once again, that's www.markeithbrain.com forward slash laser coaching. My guest today is Jason Troy. Jason is a business and executive coach. He's He's a leading expert on influence, networking, and leadership. At the heart of his strategy is the understanding that people and your relationships are your true wealth. He works with experts, entrepreneurs, and executives, helping them build powerful and memorable brands and connecting them to influencers who can help move their business forward and impact the bottom line. His best-selling book, Social Wealth, The How-To Guide on Building Personal and Professional Relationships, has sold more than 30,000 copies and has been number one in four business and self-help categories. I want to introduce to you Mr. Jason Troy. Welcome, Jason. Well, thanks, Marquis, for having me on and, and an opportunity to speak with you and your fantastic tribe. Well, we are so glad that you have taken the time out to join us on today. You know, I like to provide my listening audience with individuals who are passionate about what they do and who find purpose in what they do, because it's all about doing the thing that you were created to do. It's all about having fulfillment through purposeful living. And I just believe that we all have that place of purpose, that place of significance in this world. And we can do things that impact and touch people's lives if we just learn and uncover what that purpose is. So I appreciate you being here. Yes, I completely agree with you. 10,000%. Awesome. So I gave the listening audience just a little bit of information about you. Why don't you give us a little bit more detail about where you're from and and tell us just about uh, your life and and some of the good things that will help us set up this interview today. Sure. So I'm originally from Chicago. I went to law school and got my master's in communications at Syracuse University. And then I decided that law was not my path in life. So I went out to Silicon Valley and spent seven years working in technology, working with major CEOs such as Steve Jobs and Mark Hurd at HP and a lot of other people. And it was a fantastic run. But I found that I was really excited when I was out evangelizing the corporate message and meeting with analysts, media, customers. But when I got back 
and I was having to spend more and more time in a room by myself, creating presentations, writing, and doing things like that, that I was just a lot more disillusioned and really unhappy. And I started to question like what I was doing in my life and you know my purpose and path, but I didn't really act on it for a while. I thought that, wow, maybe it was just because I needed to work harder and put my head down and, and do that. Then I started to even see this more and more. And then I started to really look at like, how do I create my purpose? And I struggled with that for a long time. And then when I finally started to look at my purpose inside of myself and realizing that if it was inside of me, I could always claim my power and I was always living my power. And if I realized that I were attaching it to my emotional states and I learned that those were connecting and belonging, I could not only live my purpose and live my life, but I could also contribute and serve other people in a way where I gave back so much more than I had ever been giving before. And that was something that really propelled me to my coaching business today. And I was doing my coaching business on the side for a while as well as a side hustle and then took the leap into doing it full time. Awesome. 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 That's an awesome you know, testimony, you know, and I like to talk about purpose on this show because I think that it is very significant in one living a successful life. And one of my favorite quotes, it's by a minister, uh, inspirational speaker who I have followed for many years, who has since passed. His name is Miles, Dr. Miles Monroe. And Dr. Monroe says that the greatest tragedy in life is life without purpose, life with no direction. But then he goes on to say that moreover, the greatest failure in life is to be successful at the wrong assignment. 100% believe that. And I think the other part about the purpose part that people I think need to really understand is when you're living your purpose, you can contribute to other people in a much more meaningful way because you're giving your passion the thing that you love and you're doing it every day and people can see it and sense it because enthusiasm, happiness, passion, love, it's all contagious. I mean, they've studied and proved this. So that's something I think it also is something really important to live your life. Right, right. So why is it important that individuals identify their purpose in life and know what they are truly passionate about as far as you're concerned? Well, what happens is, is that a lot of times people confuse the purpose with their mission statement. Mm -hmm. And part of that is, you know, in in a business setting, people will say, well, my purpose in life is to help entrepreneurs do X, Y, and Z, right? Or they'll start putting their purpose in other people or other objects or things of significance. And everything external to you at some point will let you down on the planet Earth, right? Because the business at some point will go through fluctuations People are imperfect, as wonderful as they may be in your life. And obviously, if you put your too much credence into significance in those items, you're going to have challenges on your own. So I find that when you find your purpose is inside of you, it can be really powerful because then you never lose it. And it's something that never fluctuates. And you can claim it on a daily basis. And I also find that you know emotions are really important. I mean, emotions are why we do everything in our life. It's why you're doing the show. It's why people are getting out of bed every day. It's everything that's in their life. So when you can start to identify your top emotions and what really drives you, 
you can fill your life up because if you identify that, the rest of your emotions that you have will be much more filled. Mm-hmm. And one can do that if you trace back the happiest moments in your life and you can find that the, t- the situations will be different, but the forms and structures won't. And you can use those emotions to serve yourself, a higher power, and also to inspire and contribute to other people and share that gift in your life. Right. I like that. I really like that. How has knowing your purpose in this season of your life enhanced your life and your business? Well, you know, I love people and connecting and belonging are my emotions. So what's helped me is that it's been able to me to create a coaching business where I'm really helping people find their truth in their lives and their business actually be really successful, but also impact the lives of other people. Or I have a client of mine who's a CEO who is now going around and asking his executive team in one layer below that what they want to do in their career and realizing that this isn't their last job. And so he's living his purpose, but he's helping other people start to expand their knowledge, their horizons, and start to think much bigger than themselves in life. So I think when you can do all that, you've, you've done some pretty significant things. So you've been able to take your purpose and identify what that is, and you've been able to create a profitable business um, through that. Yes. And also the other thing, too, is I give back a lot. So I love helping charities and nonprofit groups. And so I've you know raised probably by inviting people and doing stuff several million dollars probably in the last five, six, seven years. And I do that mainly by getting people to go to events. I love doing that. So I help and support by doing the things that I'm very strong at rather than focus on skill sets where I'm not. And so I know what really drives me and gets me more excited. So that way I'm serving and helping other people. And also every week, you know, I talk to people and I help people that may not be able to afford my services, but I want to make sure that it reach and impact many different people that I can. So I'll hold people and do things because I love doing it. And I'm fortunate enough to be on you know shows like this where I can reach out and touch other people and hopefully help and make an impact in their life as well. I like when you say that you focus on the things that you are strong at and not so much on that which you are not strong at or weak at. What kind of informed you on spending more time on your strengths than spending time trying to make your weaknesses stronger? Well, I realize that a lot of my procrastination and things that I don't want to do in my day-to-day life are around things I'm weak at, right? I'm not good, um, you know, working in spreadsheets. Um, I like writing, but there's parts of it I don't. And there's a lot of pieces of my business that I just don't just enjoy doing. And when I'm helping charities, you know, I help, I love doing the work and, and that's fun for me, but doing some of the real detail level work is not where I'm really strong and I'm better at trying to solicit donations or get people to go to the event because I'm an outgoing extrovert. So why wouldn't I want to use my strengths on the things I'm really good at rather than other things where I'm like, okay, because I'm not benefiting anyone if I keep, you know, doing those actions. Now you have to have some level of competency, right? I mean, I can't just not do things that I'm bad at and procrastinate them forever, but you can't focus on them as much because otherwise you'll never cultivate the things that you really need to blossom. And especially if you're at a point where you're at a crossroads and you're not sure what you should do, 
you've got to start putting a stake in the ground and focusing on what it is that you believe you should be doing. And then you'll, of course, correct as you move forward in life, right? Because life is a zig and a zag. Nothing's ever perfect. But you've got to start working on something. And if you start spreading yourself so thin, you'll never really know what it is that you're supposed to be doing in your life and what you're called to do and whatever you choose. Right. I like that term you use, course correct, which simply means or simply says that, you know, we all have different courses that we must take. And every course that we take may not necessarily be the best, but we always have that opportunity to reframe or to course correct that journey um, so that we can find ourselves in the places and in the um, destiny for which we uh, desire to be in. And so course correcting is always available to anyone who decides that they need to maybe correct their courses or even learn from those maybe bad decisions that they've made along the way. Yeah, if you ask yourself the question, if things aren't, if someone's out there listening and things aren't going well, things to start focusing on is not that things aren't going well. It's what's the lesson that I'm supposed to learn here? Why is this obstacle or challenge been in front of me? What is the reason, right? And you have to start looking deeper at it at an emotional level. Like what emotions am I feeling? And maybe you're frustrated and then ask yourself, well, why am I frustrated? And start to dig down to those areas because then you can take action in your life. If you say to yourself, you know, why is this happening to me? Or, geez, these are horrible things. You're never really going to get at what's going on and why, you sh- why you're supposed to be learning this and why you're on the path that you're on right now. And that will keep you stuck possibly for the rest of your life. Good, good information. So I like to always have an opportunity where we discuss the positive and we discuss the success of my interviewee's lives or those guests that I have on the show. But I also like to talk about those challenged areas, those challenges that every individual must endure or endures in order to get to their desired place in life. And so what's been the biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome in following your passion? myself. I mean, I think it really comes down to that. And many times I think it is. I was doing this coaching business on the side, as I was mentioned before, and I'd done it for a few years and I'd worked with a friend and a business partner. And then I took the leap and I realized at some point that I was continuing to work with him and I wasn't really shining through. I was going along with what his dream was and in many ways putting myself in the back seat because I wanted the business to succeed. But what was happening was the business wasn't taking off as much and I wasn't living my truth. I wasn't living my purpose and I wasn't really as passionate about it as I should have been. And I realized that I thought of myself in my own head as, an, as not Batman but Robin, right? The mythical... <laughs> comic book people. And I thought to myself, like, if I think of myself as second best, how can anyone else want to believe in me as a coach? And I realized then that I look back and I had all these people that had a lot of benefit from coaching with me and the things that I was doing and the impact I was doing. And I needed to go out on my own because the path that my friend and business partner at that time had was not the same path as mine. And then we got in some major falling out, which is also challenging too, because when you have someone you're working with that's 
you know, one of your best friends and a business partner, and then you find that they've been withholding money and other things, and you have all of that calamity in front of you, um, it's a lot to handle at that point when you see a significant relationship completely shatter, as well as I was, you know, not employed in a regular corporation. So I had all that that I was starting out on my own as well. So, you know, the thing that I started to do was look inside myself and said, okay, the answers are inside of me. And partly they were there and that I needed to ask better questions and I needed to find a support system. I needed to find mentors. I needed to pay for coaching. Um, I needed to do a lot of things to find the answers a lot more quickly and not get in victim mode, but get in victor mode. And really that really helped me, you know, move forward pretty quickly, although it definitely took a little bit of time to really get out of that place that I was in. Well, I like that statement. You have to shift from being in victim mode and get into victor mode. That is great, great information. And so if I was listening to this podcast and I was saying to myself that my biggest obstacle was myself, do you have some step-by-step um, principles or step-by-step uh, advice that one can take on how to get out of their own way so that they can maximize their moments in life and really pursue their passion uh, with their, you know, pretty much their whole heart and, and, get, and just, you know, remove their limiting beliefs or their limiting thoughts that are keeping them from from really moving in the direction of their own personal dreams and passions? Yeah, I think there's a couple things you can do. One is that you've got to start asking better questions in your life, right? If you stay in the victim mode, questions like, why is this happening to me? What's happening is not the right answer, right? What, what's happening? Why is it happening to me? You need to ask at the emotional level below that. Say you're frustrated. Well, that why are you frustrated at that point, right? What's the lesson here? And I think that's probably the first start. I think the second thing that someone can do is they need to start look inside of themselves and find their purpose, right? I think that's a critical part. And one way is to look at your, take a look at three or four of the happiest times in your life and look at those emotions and what emotional states are they in and then figure out from there what are their most important top two emotions. And that will help you start to center on what, is, what are you supposed to do in your life how are you supposed to serve that with a higher power? And then how are you supposed to contribute those gifts to other people? And I think the third thing is you just got to make a list of things that you want to start trying and start getting out there and doing them because ultimately you do it through action, right? So you might say to yourself, um, like I was in, in marketing and I was a marketing executive and I was like, well, I like coaching. Well, here's what I did. I found someone who was a coach, who was a friend of mine. I came up with an idea that we could push forward on and, you know, then I just like, well, let's do this project and partner with it so I could test it out and see if it was going to work. Right. So that's really important. And I'd say the next thing is you got to start building relationships. you got to get out there and find, you know, mentors, coaches and also other people. So networking is so key. And the key about that is that when you're out meeting with people, you got to go to the right places. And I love going to places such as charity groups nonprofits, meaning cultural groups, symphony, opera, because a lot of social, mobile, and wealthy people are sitting there, as well as you can go to interest groups, religious groups, and political groups as well, 
and you can network and meet a lot more people when you're out there. And when you're going out there and doing those things, ask people what they're passionate about, right? Immediately. It's like the second or third question I ask people, because then you're getting the core of what really matters and then see if they need help with any of it, right? And maybe you can help them. Maybe you can't. But when you lead with giving, everything good starts happening. And then you can share with them what challenges you may be having or what's going on. And they may have something that they might have advice or help, or they might know someone else in their network that might as well. Wow. Great advice. Great principles to implement. If you need to get out of your own way, if you need to step aside and allow yourself to move forward, sometimes you have to decide to get out of your own way. Well, Jason, I want to talk a little bit about your book that we talked about in the, in the introduction. Um, let us know a little bit about the title of your book and why you wrote the book and, and how um, the book has been impactful in others' lives. Well, I think relationships are the key to all of our lives, right? No one has a tombstone that said they worked a good life. I mean, that's not what someone wants. So relationships are our true wealth, both personally and professionally. And we have to start cultivating those in a way where we truly create something amazing and extraordinary on both sides of it. So I wanted to write a book that was a how-to guide. So people would never have to interact with me, but they could use the knowledge in the book to help themselves personally and professionally create these great relationships that would impact their lives and the lives of other people as they move forward. And really the principles, but also the action steps that they'd have to take all the way through so they could drive all this success. And so I spent a lot of time, I spoke to, you know, probably a couple hundred people, some really successful people across the world on it to get their ideas of building relationships and success and how that looked like in their life. Cause I wanted to also put that inside of the book and really have it be a no fluff, no holds barred look at, you know, how to really build extraordinary relationships and for other people. And you know, I've gotten great, you know, reviews from people on Amazon and everywhere else. And people really seem to, I think, really resonate with the book because I didn't, you know, have all this fluff in there. It was people can actually take real action and see real results after they read it or actually as they're reading the book all the way through. And I think it's a real um, game changer in your life when you can start to build those relationships and build them successfully and build them for the long term. And the title of the book is? Social Wealth. Social Wealth. How did you come up with that title? You know, it was something I thought about because a lot of people think about wealth as and money. And I think that social, really, that we're all social beings, right? And I think that we have to, we connect to each other in every walk of life. And when you're in a business setting, all those people are also in, could be in your personal life. In your personal life, people also can be in your business life. So being social in your life as every benefit, whether you're an introvert or extrovert or socially awkward or whatever it might be, you need people and you need to be social in order to get there. And that's how I think you create wealth in your life is by having people that you have deep, meaningful relationships that love and care about you. And, you know, one of the things that I took out of the book that people might find interesting is, you know, I have a pretty big network here in Dallas. I think I counted when I was doing it. I knew like 15,000 people here. And I had some people come up and say to me, well, that's great that you know all these people, but, you know, I only want to have a handful of really good friends. And I thought to myself, okay, that is a plausible 
you know, comments and even criticism. And I, I'm going to go back and think about it. And I said to myself, okay, well, one way for me to really get at this is I went through my Facebook and said, who would answer the question, I love you, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the only thing men and women is either yes or no. And I went through my Facebook and I didn't go through all of it. And I was pretty being pretty critical of people that I knew as far as what they would say. And I counted at some point a hundred people. And I thought to myself, okay, how, you know, if I can count a hundred people would say that about me, then having more relationships isn't worse, right? It's not bad. It's a good, it's a good thing to have in your life. But it's not just having more relationships, it's building it the right way. Building it the right way. Do you have some keys or some steps on how to build relationships in the right way as you think about building your business or as you think about building your professional career? What are some keys to success in building relationships in the right way? Right. Well, you want to want to be in the right room. So first is the key thing is charity and nonprofits, which I mentioned are, are the best places to go because that's where wealthy people, that's where influencers go. And the other part of it, it's about giving, right? Because people are going there to give back in some capacity to another. And that's always a great place to start. When you get in environments like I talked before, ask people what their passions are and help them first. Because one of the things that happens is that if you give first, people psychologically put you in their inner circle because in their inner circle are people in their lives that don't keep a scorecard, right? They'll give unconditionally. Well, when you give first, you tell people that's the type of person you are. And so that's a really helpful situation, I think, to start to be in, right? The other thing is the key thing that I do is I introduce people to other people all the time, right? So I'm, I'm in an organization like that. If I'm at a charity event and I'm just, you know, standing around, let's say, just waiting to get a drink or whatever I might be, I'm waiting there in line. And then I say to someone, hey, how's it going? And they'll say whatever they're going to say. And then I look at someone on my left and I say, how's it going? And then they'll say whatever they're going to say. And literally I'll introduce them saying, hey, you two should meet each other. And then I'll just literally just let's all say, and they'll start talking to each other and I'll kind of enter the conversation a little bit, but it's very powerful when you are the hub and you are connecting to other people, which I consider the spokes because they know you did that. And then if someone's around you, you can bring them on the conversation. And I even do it and interrupt the two people that are speaking because everyone wants to meet new people. No one's ever said to me, Jason, you know what? I've met enough new people in my life. I don't want to meet anyone else because that's how we learn about ourselves and what we like and what we don't like is by meeting more people. So you can meet a lot of people there. The next thing you do is just exchange contact information with people, right? That's why you want to ask people what their passion is and how you can help them because you can follow up with them and then you can further build that relationship with them because you have to get their contact information because otherwise you're never going to be able to do anything with that moving forward, right? Speaking of contact information, do you do business cards? Uh, I do business cards. I have them. No, I don't love them, but it's a necessity to have something that you can give someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't always bring them with me. So if I don't, I just use my iPhone and exchange information and then go contact and then go connect with them on LinkedIn because ultimately on LinkedIn, it's an easier way for me to track people. Um, and then I have a database too, for some people that are kind of in the top of my list that I need to manage as well. So, but I think that's partly, if you start doing these things, 
you're really going to help yourself. And the thing about it is I ask people all the time is that if you had an opportunity to meet your spouse, your partner, or a best friend, would you go to a room of five people or would you go to a room of 100, right? And, I, and everyone says to me, well, of course I'd pick the room with 100 people. And I'm like, okay, well, why are you living your life like there's only five people in the room? So you have to create some abundance and meet a lot of people at some point because you need to meet the right people for you because I find a lot of people settle and they settle for the wrong people in their life and people often that are destructive or negative because they don't have any outlets or any other sources of people. So you have to get out there and try to meet more people and join groups and organizations because it's the easiest, quickest way to meet people and that's kind of the what I would tell someone is a nuts and bolts to get started and just make a plan and say next this next week, I'm going to commit to going to organizations. And it doesn't matter, you know, how good the organization is or what's going on. The first thing is just take action and take the first step and just get out there. I love it. Take action and take the first step. One of my favorite quotes is by MLK, Martin Luther King Jr. He says that real faith is taking the first step without seeing the entire staircase. I love that quote. I think, you know what, that is the essence of being successful in life because we all have to take leaps of faith. That's right. And, and the other thing about leaps of faith that's so magical is that people will say to me all the time, well, Jason, I'm just not motivated, right? I just can't really, I procrastinate. I'm like, okay, well, you know, the key thing is, is the action, taking the action, taking the leap of faith gives you the motivation and gives you the momentum in your life. That's where the that's where the secret is. That's where life is found. It's found outside your comfort zone. That's why growth happens there, right? right? It's not on your couch. It's not reading a book and then doing nothing more. It's getting out there and taking action. And the great thing is in life is that life is not linear in success. You're not going to be successful every step of the way. That's right. Successful entrepreneurs what happens is they they take a zig and they take a zag and they you know they realize well this is work this may not be working okay what's the lesson here where do i need to go and they pivot and they make another move and that's how they find their way to success and that's professionally but also personally too i mean so i in my life before i've had toxic people in my life that i've had to cut out and you know i've moved from one city to another where i start over when i moved to dallas i didn't know a single person but my mom that was it so I had to start from scratch building the life that I have here now. And that happens. And you just have to continually take that leap of faith in life. And so I love that quote. And I hope people will, you know, print that out, tape it to the wall, put it on their smartphone, because that is something that is brilliant and is something essential to live the life that you love. Wow. Well, I've got one more question before we go into our shift zone. And that question is, if I am ready to step inside my purpose and really do work that I'm passionate about and also have the ability to potentially earn a living doing it, where do I start? Well, the great thing, success leaves clues. So you need to start somewhere, right? Because one of the things I did was start coaching and I did some personal development coaching. And then I realized my own shift was that business and executives were actually my better target and my better client and something that I was more excited about. But he still used the personal development and I just lead with it differently, interact with it. So you got to start somewhere, right? I sit down and do like a flower, uh, they call it a sunflower exercise or I call it that. 
you sit down and write your core competencies. What are you really good at and what do you like to do? And you see, okay, if I piece these together, what could I do, right? What job could I do? And at that point, you can start to take a look on the pedals and write down, okay, well, here are the possible things, right? And then you can do some more due diligence and start testing them out. And if you have a full-time job already, you can do it on the side so you're not doing anything crazy or you're not risking as much. And then you can prove out the concept and then just do it small, right? I mean, you can even go with the concept. Like if you wanted to be you know, a coach with someone, you could start put up a website and see if you could just coach people for free and get you know, any evidence that it worked for you. And then you're still doing your job and then you can move forward on it. So I think that's a key. And then also find mentors. I mean, there are successful coaches out there, right? Find them and whatever it might be you might want to do, right? And find mentors, find coaches, and then find support systems. You can find if you're a woman and you want to be an entrepreneur. There's a lot of groups out there for women entrepreneurs. I mean, there's a lot of resources and help, right? And because at the end of the day, it's not about your resources. It's about your resourcefulness, right? So resourcefulness is actually your key resource. And if you start asking these questions and start taking action, I guarantee you'll be successful. There's no way you won't be because there's so few people actually doing it out there that it's always an opportunity for you. No matter if you're 20, 30, 40, 50 years old, you can always reinvent yourself, maybe 60 or 70. I like that. You can always reinvent yourself. Awesome answers, Jason. I appreciate you sharing your wisdom and sharing that knowledge with us so that we can make the rest of our lives the best of our lives. And so we're about to go into what I call the shift zone, where you just give us quick answers to these questions that kind of give us some insight in your habits and the things that you do on a daily basis that helps you in your life success. And so question number one is, what is your number one ritual or practice you have to stay motivated in life and in work? Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Every day I wake up and say three things I'm grateful for. Because whenever I get myself in a funk or out of sorts or feeling down, you always focus on scarcity. Well, when you think about gratitude, you focus on abundance. And gratitude, they've studied and proven, is the number one gateway to happiness. So I do that every single day. And I tell myself, this is going to be another great day as usual to put myself in that mindset, wake up, either do some exercise if I can, or I may do it later in the day. I love to read right away. I think it's great to fill your mind with good information and also something to challenge yourself, you know, have some water and have a really healthy breakfast, whatever you're going to eat, and then get started on your day. Gratitude, Gratitude, gratitude. What is one online resource or tool that has enhanced your productivity? So I think there's probably a lot. One that I've just found that I've used is an organization called Mojo Marketing. And they have a way for you to mine LinkedIn and and utilize your existing contacts to market them and also find other contacts. And it's fantastic. And I've been using it in my business because... I think as a business owner, the one thing you always have to think is how can I automate my business, right? How can I invest in my business so I can automate the processes so I can do less of the manual labor and more things that I can do on the front lines of your business? And so I really, you know, like that. 
I mean, I'm a big fan of using like lead pages to do marketing. That's another huge tool. Um, I use PicMonkey, which is a great thing to do some, you know, graphics design and it's really inexpensive and it's something you can do some really quick stuff. Right. The other thing that's great too is I use Fiverr. Um, and Fiverr, you can get a lot of tasks done for $5 or less and some of them are more, but not much more. And you can get a lot of high quality things done on there really quickly. And as a business owner, like that's a great thing to do, especially if you don't have a significant amount of capital and just need to get some things done. Wonderful. Now, I'm an avid reader and I love books and I am reading constantly all the time. So what's one book that you are reading right now? Well, I'll tell you two that I recommend that I think are people that should definitely need to read. And one is a book called Give and Take by Adam Grant. He's a professor at Wharton School of Business and it shows you how giving can get you ahead in business. And it's amazing book with a lot of resources and evidence and research that he's done on the book. And the other author I love, her name's Brené Brown. It's B-R-E-N-E Brown. And she has a book called The Gifts of Imperfection, um, Daring Greatly, and a new book coming out, I think it's today or tomorrow, called Rising Strong. And she's a leading researcher at the University of Houston on shame and courage and vulnerability. And she's got like one of the most um, watched TED Talks out there in, on uh, vulnerability. And so she's amazing. And it helped that it definitely the information is both personal and professional. But she really gets at some core emotions and how you can use vulnerability in your life to be a significantly better leader and take courageous steps in your life. So I highly recommend both books. Yes, he's been on Oprah a lot too. Yes. What's one piece of advice that you would give someone who was ready to make the shift? I would say the key is, is just take that leap of faith. I know you don't know what's going to happen and I know it's scary, but until you take that first, the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. And why wouldn't now be a great time to take that first step in your life? Why wouldn't now be the perfect opportunity to take that first step in your life? Awesome, awesome answers, Jason. You have done an awesome job today, all cast. And before we leave and before we close out this podcast, what's one thing going on in your coaching business right now that you're really excited about? Well, you know, one thing that I'm doing a lot more and I love the coaching part is really helping people get unstuck and get the passion back in their life. And I think it's something that is really endemic of people no matter where they are in their life. And I think once you can start to find your purpose, you can get unstuck in your life and you get the skill sets in your life, such as building better relationships, networking, influence and leadership you can do magical things because the key is, is that you get aligned internally and externally and someone like that, people just gravitate towards because there's so few people like that on the planet. So can you tell the listening audience, where can they find you online, website, Twitter, Facebook? Sure. Everything you can find at beextraordinary.tv. That's beextraordinary, all one word, dot TV. And that has my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram, my Pinterest, YouTube videos, and everything else. And on my website, I have a free guides to download on networking, on branding, on building relationships. 
Getting Unstuck, and many other resources, as well as the link to my book, Social Wealth. Well, very easy website to remember, or Facebook or Twitter, TheExtraordinary.tv. TheExtraordinary.tv. What an awesome episode that was with Jason Troy. You know, building those extraordinary relationships that are for your business will go a long way. So I do appreciate him joining me for the podcast. This was a rewind episode, but it was also an episode that had some very great evergreen valuable content. If you are not subscribed to the Maximize Your Brand podcast with Mark Keith Brayton, please be sure to go and subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whichever platform that you prefer to listen to your podcast each and every week. I'm always grateful and thankful for you joining me each week right here on the Maximize Your Brand podcast. And I've basically been really repurposing some of the content because sometimes, you know, it's not enough just to play them one time. Sometimes we need to play them a couple of times so that those of you who are joining for the very first time actually don't miss some of the episodes. We have something like 200 plus episodes uploaded on the podcast. So I'm always wanting to repurpose content and kind of pull out those episodes and interviews that I feel like will be valuable to you. So thank you for joining me again this week. And I look forward to recording a new episode or sharing another episode with you next Wednesday, as we always do. So until then, just remember this, always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded.